Hello, and welcome back to the Joy, Color, Impact, and Dogs podcast. This is not going to be a normal episode, primarily because it's not been edited. There's no music, there's no guest, there's no snappy headline, and I'll tell you why in just a minute. I have titled this episode Confession because I have a few confessions to make. The very first one is that the reason this podcast doesn't have any of those things I just mentioned is because I'm recording it right before I'm publishing it for you. (laughs) I didn't have time to get it to the editor to make it fancy to get it out to you. So if it was going to go live, it was going to go live like this, completely unedited. That's my first confession. My second confession today is that I get a lot of people talking to me, asking me, sort of implying um, that it's amazing all the things I get done. I run multiple businesses. I am the parent of young kids. I'm on this weight loss journey. There's a lot of things that I do, and I have a lot of people who sort of suggest that it's amazing that I do all these things. And my inner response to that is always, (laughs) if you only knew, right? If you only knew how messy my house was, if you only knew how late I was for this thing or how hard I found that thing or how this ball is slipping, et cetera, et cetera, right? So first of all, that's most of our response when we get praise is to immediately try and contradict that praise. But the second thing is that I don't do all the things. I don't get all the things done. And I wanted to be really honest about that today, that one of the ways that I do all the things I do is sometimes things don't get done. This podcast, for example, happening now when it is. Um, But this is kind of something I wanted to address as we go into the theme of this podcast today, that it's not perfect and it's not even finished all of the time. So the other thing that I wanted to confess is that I'm not always very good at taking my own advice. (laughs) I'm very good at dishing it out. I'm very good at seeing through other people's stuff. And I'm not always very good at doing things myself. Now, a lot of us experience this, right? Like, for example, I'm a photographer. That's where my career began. It's where my heart lives. I've been a photographer since I was 10, but professionally since I was like 19. And I have very, very few photos up in my home. I finally did some this fall of my kids to put something on the wall, but most of the walls in my house are blank. (laughs) Oh my word. I was also a professional framer, like picture framing. I can do that as a skill. So why why are the walls of my whole house empty? It's interesting, isn't it? But we often neglect the things that we do for others. And this is often the case for me. And I wanted to be really honest about that as well, because I know a lot of people experience this. And I think it's the source of a lot of embarrassment and shame sometimes. And it doesn't need to be. Because the more we can be honest and open about this stuff, the more we can all sort of air our dirty laundry, the more we can bring down this suggestion or implication that we've all got it together. 
when most of us do not. <laughs> and the final confession I wanted to make today um, is part of the subject of this podcast, which is that as much as I hate it, I have to admit that oftentimes you need to slow down to speed up. And I know this is such a cliche. And I know that nobody who's high achieving or super productive likes it. I certainly don't. Um, But it's a law of nature and often pretty inescapable. And my old business partner had this habit of saying, you can have everything, but you can't have it all at once. And I've always reacted really strongly to that. I always wanted to shout back to her like, yes, you can. (laughs) And certainly in my life, I operate in that way. Like it's my creator archetype. It's my, um, you know, slightly ADD brain. It is this desire to have everything all at once. And I once heard like a four-year-old having a meltdown in a bakery with her mom and she wanted a cookie or something. I don't know what she wanted, but I overheard her starting to weep and stomp her feet and say, I just want everything I want. And I was like, me too, girl, me too. (laughs) And nothing has changed. I'm exactly like that. I have a strong need for immediate gratification. I have huge ambitions, big dreams, a really strong work ethic and drive um, and usually really strong stamina for extended amounts of work. Um, And a lot of that is driven by the fact that I just want everything I want. (laughs) I want everything all at the same time. And I do think that it is possible. But the lesson that I've learned is that everything can't be the most important thing all at the same time. A lot of things can coexist. I have a life where I feel like I have everything I want. I have multiple businesses. I have a beautiful house. I have a happy marriage, healthy, happy children. I'm on a weight loss journey, which I'll tell you about in a second. That's been quite successful. Like life is good. I am really, really happy. And (laughs) I always want more. And it's not from needing to prove it. And it's not from a place of scarcity. I have been in those places. Right now, what drives me is this fulfillment of my potential and a really, really strong desire to help other people. Both of those things drive me into this place of big, big ambition and not restlessness because I am so happy and grateful. My life is so good but a really strong fire within me to keep moving, to keep growing, to keep pushing the boundaries of what I'm comfortable with. And this episode of this podcast is part of that journey. So I wanted to tell you about my word for the year. I think I might've mentioned this in an earlier podcast, but my word for the year is consistency. And that is because I have become acutely aware that all the things that I still want to achieve, the things that maybe I've not been able to achieve, haven't quite gotten there, 
or have kind of been looking at from a distance until this point in my life, I know all of those things are on the other side of consistency. Consistency has been one of those big, uh, dark (laughs) um, abysses, I guess, in my life where because of my desire for immediate gratification, because of my boredom with repetition, uh, some of that shiny object syndrome, I've always struggled to do anything very consistently for very long. And I've been okay with that. I've worked around it. I have gotten away with um, (laughs) building a life and business and products and services where that's okay. That's allowed. Um, But I'm now at a stage where this is a skill I want to develop. And for me, that means creating habits. And for me, that means making a commitment. So this year, I am making a strong commitment to consistency. And consistency requires prioritization, which brings us back to not everything can be the most important all at the same time. And one of my biggest lessons in this has been around my weight loss journey. So I am about to turn 42 in just over a week. And I have been overweight my whole life. And so for over, you know, 30 years, I've been on some sort of weight loss journey off and on. And one of the things that always felt true to me is when I was focused on weight loss, it had to be the most important thing because I find the complexity of the nutrition, exercise, drinking water, getting steps in, all the practical, actionable things you need to do to be in a calorie deficit and shift fat in particular, um, they require for me focus, commitment, attention. And it was always really hard to prioritize those things while also prioritizing other things. So I went in these shifts where like right now the most important thing to me is business and making money. Right now, the most important thing to me is losing weight to look great at my wedding. Right now, the most important thing to me is being pregnant and having a healthy baby. I always sort of had these single-minded, this is the most important thing, and everything else has to just fit in. That's a prioritization piece. And that never felt very sustainable to me because everything was so all or nothing. Do you experience this where if you've got a something that feels big and hard, it's all consuming, which does kind of make you a little bit like self-obsessed, let's be honest. <laughs> but one thing that has happened for me in this past two years, really, as I've gone around my most recent weight loss journey, I made the commitment to myself that I wasn't going to burn hot. I wasn't going to make it the most important thing. It had to fit in with my life. And if that meant it was slower, that had to be okay. If it meant that I didn't do any crash diets at the beginning, no, just like cutting out sugar and carbs and alcohol to lose a quick 20 (laughs) so that I got that instant gratification that fueled the rest of my journey, that was okay. I had to go into this to change for good. And I wanted to go into it health focused 
longevity focused, strength focused, getting some aches and pains away and shifting weight for sure. And at the beginning of my journey, it was just about those things. It was about feeling like I had more energy, more mobility. I have, I am hypermobile, so I get pain in my joints. So trying to alleviate pain and get back to a state that felt quote unquote normal after having two kids. What I've discovered over the last two years of that journey, it started almost exactly two years ago right now, is that doing things that way is really hard for me. (laughs) Not going all in for that immediate gratification, not going all in for the do it as fast as you can and get it done is a really challenging thing for me because I like to do it faster. I like to do it harder. I like to be all in but I also then burn out. So every weight loss experience I've had in the past, I've been able to sort of lose between 20 and 30 pounds. Then I get distracted with something else. Something else becomes the most important thing and my habits slip, my fitness slips, my nutrition slips, and I'm right back into old habits. So when I did it this time, I was like, nope, doing it for good, going to do it slow. And God has it been slow, (laughs) really, really slow. Um, The first like year and a half, I lost like, I don't know, let's see, like eight kilos, which is like 16 pounds, like somewhere around 20 pounds, not a lot. Um, And then I gained some of it back here and there. I would go on a trip, gain five pounds, come back, lose that five pounds, go on my period, gain five pounds, lose five pounds. So what I discovered this past September is that I was the exact same weight as I was a year ago in September. And that was crushing because I had felt like I had worked my ass off for a year to be at the exact same weight. What a drag. Now I've been weightlifting So obviously I'm stronger. I had lost centimeters off my body, but that was not very satisfying. What it did help me do though was double down and take that next step to push a little bit harder, to go a little bit more restrictive in my calories, to get an extra work in workout in the week. And what I discovered is I unlocked a level of sustainability where I was getting better and faster results. And this was a huge aha moment for me because from September, my weight loss journey has really accelerated, but it's still in this very sustainable, not the most important thing kind of way, which I've never had before. I've never had this level of consistency and sustainability and results. It was always, I have to be miserable. This has to be hard. It has to be everything in order to get results. Or I have to not think about it or care because it's too exhausting. And this was a huge, huge milestone for me mentally because I've achieved this in other other areas of my life. I've achieved it in business um, in particular where I've been able to build businesses, build revenue, build profitability and keep it. But until I learned how to do that, it felt impossible. This was another one of those milestones. I finally unlocked it. And before I had, it had felt impossible and even more impossible than the business stuff for me. 
And this kind of brings me back to this original idea I mentioned, this idea of needing to slow down to speed up. This is what this journey has been for me. And right now, I am looking down the barrel of losing 100 pounds. I'm about halfway there now. The first half has taken me almost two years, and it's that 50 pounds I've gained and lost for 30 years, like my entire adult life. And so right now, over the next 12 months, I'm looking at finally losing that second half, which I've never, ever, ever been able to unlock. I've never been able to do that. But I'm, I'm so confident about it now because I've unlocked this level of consistency, sustainability, and belief because of the proof that I have from the last two years of this journey, doing it in this way, doing it in this way where it doesn't have to be the most important thing. I can travel, I can have Christmas and eat cookies and drink loads of wine and not waver in the goal. And I think it's a new reminder. It's a new lesson. It's a new deepening for me of what is possible when we put in the time and we put in the commitment to create consistent habits, consistent behavior, and where we are able to hold consistent belief around what is possible for us. And once we get proof of what is possible for us, then we are able to double down. Then we're able to push past that second 50%, those impossible things that we couldn't get past before. So stay tuned on that. More to come. This episode was not meant to be about that. But (laughs) what I did want to say, the reason I'm recording this episode today is that my commitment to consistency has required some very uncomfortable things, a bit like shifting weight. (laughs) Um, I'm having to shift some priorities because like I said, the reality is not everything can be the most important at the same time. And we have been doing as a team some huge, amazing things over the last nine months. I rebuilt my business basically from scratch because I had put it almost all on pause while I worked in-house as a uh, VP of brand for a tech client. And we've rebuilt everything inside my personal brand. We are building um, this incredible rebrand course, which I will be sharing with you very shortly um, to help anyone who wants to rebrand using the color brand method, using color psychology and using my tools Uh, to do that with my help, but not needing me to do it for them. We have had a dozen really gorgeous and successful brand in a week experiences where we've built an entire brand in seven days, which has been amazing and a way I absolutely love to work. And we have been (laughs) so thrilled with the results of those experiences and programs. We have totally revamped and made over um, my other business, Working With Dog, into a 12-month marketing makeover, a comprehensive group coaching program where we are helping pet businesses completely overhaul their entire marketing 
um, and in many cases building from scratch in 12 months. And we kicked that off in October. Part of that was buying back my uh, partner's shares in that company, taking the company back and changing that product, um, which all happened in a blink. It happened like in the course of a few weeks. It was chaos, <laughs> but amazing. And I'm so thrilled with the results that our members are getting and watching what is happening inside that container is so cool. It just really lights me up. We've onboarded new team members. We have been very, 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 very busy and the work continues. There's a few more big, big things on our, on our tick list that we need to get done in Q1. And when I sat down like a proper boss, looked at the list, looked at my list, looked at their list. Oh, the other thing we're doing is we're implementing traction, which is a model I love for um, building and running a business. And I wanted to really implement it for a couple of years, but I didn't have the right people in place to help. And I do now, and we are implementing it, and it's amazing. But there's heavy amounts of accountability and what it's doing is really helping us understand as a team what we have time for and how many things we can prioritize and what we just have to let go of. And one of my biggest lessons over my career, part of this slowing down to speed up, is the painful lesson that some of the most important things you do on your business journey is learn to let go, the things you let go of. And they come in all forms. <laughs> Oftentimes in my work with my clients, it's letting go of a logo um, or a website they have emotional attachment to because of someone who designed it or colors that they love and having to move past that in order to embrace strategy. Um, but anyway, I find that it's the things you let go of that are defining, much more defining than the things you create. And so I'm having to go through and get really rigorous about what to let go of because there's just too much stuff on my list as we build all these things and take on all of this, um, these new commitments and these big goals. And so the reason I'm recording this episode today is one of the painful decisions that I've had to make is to reduce capacity on this podcast. And my integrator and I, Heather, were talking about this and she was like, you need to do an episode about this because she was talking me through all the reasons that we needed to, something had to give, right? There was just not enough time to serve our clients well, to build our programs, to meet the needs of our members, to get our marketing done, create content, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I've been so excited about this podcast since I released it in July and have not yet found my consistent rhythm with being able to produce it consistently within my schedule, with my team, with all the things. So we took a break in October, partially when um, the conflict in Gaza broke out. We had some radio silence and I've dedicated my Instagram um, to that conflict and to discussing that oppression um, and occupation. Then I pulled it back in December and we started, we got our editorial together, our, we got our editorial calendar together for 2024. We started releasing episodes, but if I'm honest, it's always been a really difficult struggle to get these episodes recorded, edited, the blogs up, emails out to you on time because we haven't built the system and we haven't built the habit and we haven't got all the right people in place. Now, I think we do. 
but I've got other priorities and I have to choose them in order to choose consistency. In order to meet the goals of consistency for the rest of my business, I need to let go of consistency a little bit on the podcast. Or so I thought. When we talked it through, Heather and I decided we're going to keep it going. We're just going to do an episode every other week instead of every week. So we're going to reduce our capacity for Q1 on this podcast down from an episode every week to an episode every other week. And I really, really struggled to make this decision. I struggled to say yes to this. I struggled to be okay with this. I really struggled when she was like, you need to talk about this. You need to talk about this in the podcast. (laughs) You need to share this decision-making process and what we're doing here because so many people will be able to relate to this and they will appreciate it. And I knew as soon as she said it, that she was right and I didn't like it. I felt like that child in the bakery stomping my feet. I probably did literally like whine at her and said like, I just want everything I want. Like I don't want, I want the podcast to come out weekly. I want this thing to happen. I want that thing to happen. And it was a really really big moment for me to be able to be a better leader, to be a better content creator, (laughs) to be a better part of my own team and say, you're right. Okay. I will do the difficult thing and I will take a step back from something that's important to me temporarily. So that's it. No big drama. Um, We're going to do two podcasts a month instead of four basically, because of all the moving parts inside of our team that need to happen to make these podcasts work, to get them recorded, produced, out to you, etc. The pace is just going to slow down a little bit. And that is how I'm going to meet my commitment of consistency. It's not going to stop. It's going to slow down. And just temporarily while we get these other things built and running. And The reason I didn't want to record this podcast, because I love a little bit of real talk. I love transparency. I love a little pulling the curtain back. Normally, when we do those things as creators or leaders, (laughs) we do that in a way that's a little bit sexy, a little bit cute, you know, a little bit like, oh, look at me. This felt like a failure to me. This did not feel like that. This did not feel like, oh, oh, my big flaw, it's perfection. You know, it felt like too vulnerable of a share. And that is exactly why I knew I needed to do it because that meant it was actually real, actually authentic, actually useful to you to share the thinking, to share the struggle, to share um, the challenges we've had as a team And to just be really honest about the fact that we do not have it together all the time. My team does. My team is totally on it. (laughs) I do not have it together all of the time because I always, always have bigger ambition than I have time at the end of the day. I have bigger ideas, bigger creativity, bigger dreams, bigger ambition than I have hours in a day. And what's been really interesting over the last couple of years is Instead of trying to get better and better about getting more done, I've been trying to get better and better about having less to do, which has really shifted the things that I prioritize and how I prioritize things. So like I said, I believe you can have it all. You can have it all at the same time, but everything cannot be the most important. And right now the podcast cannot be the most important, no matter how much I love it. No matter how much I love you, no matter how many huge, big, exciting ideas and things I have that I want to share here, 
I have big plans for this podcast. I have some beautiful things I want to produce for you, but they're going to have to wait a little bit while we get through our list of other priorities. So that's it. That's it. That's the big confession, the big reveal. Like I said, no drama. But I wanted to share all of this thinking. I wanted to share where my head is really at. I wanted to connect with you on a really real level about what decisions are required to achieve the things that we talk about here on this podcast to live a joy first life, to be able to, you know, make big things happen in your business, in your life, in your thought leadership. And this is what it's looked like for me recently. So there you go. Thank you for being here. I hope you'll hang out with us while we slow down to speed up. Um, And, you know, I'll see you on the other side of that beautiful, beautiful growth journey. Bye.